Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions presents the DFS Lineup Lock Hour, sponsored by DailyRoto.com. Game Time Decisions, Red Eat Rage Radio. I am Gabriel Morenci. Cam Stewart off uh, today, attending some personal business. George Kurtz is in. We're going to talk some DFS uh, right now. Uh, we'll, we'll take a look at the optimizer. We'll uh, we'll run an optimizer for the NBA tonight. But let's talk some NFL football. Um, chat always goes crazy whenever uh, fantasy football is the conversation. Except, I know all you guys are into this season long crap. I don't, you know, I'm, I, I play season long stuff. I play in a few, you know, bigger leagues. I'm down. I'm down with uh, the season-long stuff. But DFS, where the money is at, and uh, Marshall Falk is uh, in the house uh, with, uh, has just arrived right now. I don't know if he's going to be joining us on the show right now, but he'll be, uh, he'll be in tomorrow on uh, college football today and uh, NFL coverage. Of course, the one weekend, George, I'm not here. I'm here all the time. I go, and they bring Marshall Falk in. Well, they, they need a top name to replace your game. Yeah, it makes me feel good, actually, except I already see Lisi and Sermon Allower tweeting this, like, no no mention of me or anything like that. Oh, well, we got Marshall Falk. They, they throw me under the bus right away, just like that. Well, it's either that or out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, that's the that's the way it's a cold world, this business. That's that's the way it works. So let's jump in here and talk. Uh, let's hit the uh, the NFL, and let's talk a little DFS. Um, looking at the most expensive quarterback on the board right now is Mahomes against Denver. You got Aaron Rodgers is $6,400. Andrew Luck, yeah, Andrew Luck's really been playing some good football right now from a f- fantasy football standpoint. And I was surprised to see today, I was reading about some stats and I was looking at Indianapolis, actually the 11th uh, left-ranked rushing attack. Marlon Mack had a big game uh, last week. We talked about them being in a nice spot this week. Andy Dalton is 6200 bucks against Tampa. Ben Roethlisberger, Trubisky, Winston. Uh, what, what do you make of the fantasy football landscape uh, this week uh, for, for the quarterbacks? I mean, Gabe, I can have 15 uh, lines and have 15 different quarterbacks. Quarterback is loaded. That being said, I think in my biggest line or the biggest tournament, I'm going to have to go with Mahomes. He's just doing too much. I understand it's 7000 I get it. It's expensive, but he's throwing four, four touchdowns minimum a game, it seems like. And I don't know if that changes against Denver this weekend. I know they slowed him down the first time, but think about that. They slowed him down, yet he still had 27 points, and that was on the road. Now he's at home. You know, I, I'm going to have to pay up for Mahomes in, uh, in a lot of leagues here. But I like Dalton. Dalton, listen, I, I know he laid a bomb last week, but you don't play Dalton on prime time. They, the Bengals have proven they can't do it on, in prime time. You can go with Trubisky against the Jets, who are just decimated in the secondary here. Winston, Goff against the Packers. The Packers can't stop anybody. I yep. don't get that in play last week. You know, there, like I said, there are lots, I mean, lots of good starting quarterbacks here. But in, most, in leagues that I've truly, you know, if I'm really going for it, I'm not trying to be cute. I'm probably going to pay up and go with Mahomes. You know, I'm looking right now. You mentioned Goff, and people don't really talk about Goff all that much. He's averaging 22.2 DraftKings points uh, per game. As you mentioned, a lot of quarterbacks are putting big numbers up right now. 
I mean, you know, so look, you got Aaron Rodgers at 6,400 bucks. He's putting up 23.8 fantasy points per game. Cam Newton's, uh, you know, 5,800 bucks and puts up 24. So it's sort of you pick your spot with the quarterback and who you sort of want to correlate uh, correlate uh, with, with your stack. So looking at the rankings here, this is a Daily Roto um, rankings for the week at the quarterback. Like a good example is, like I'm looking at drafting prices here, George, and Jared Goff is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Jared Goff is the eighth most expensive quarterback only on DraftKings. You got the DailyRoto.com uh, projections. They've got him as the second-ranked quarterback this week. I say it's, it's good value there. Your only worry, though, is that how many touchdowns is Todd Gurley scoring? Yeah. You know, that he's becoming, uh, in some ways, and I've made this comparison before, that Goff is the new Troy Aikman. When he gets, he gets the team down to Michael Irvin inside the 10, and then it's Emmett Smith who gets the, the touchdown, not Aikman. Goff doesn't get the touchdown. Gurley gets it. So it can be frustrating that way. But the 6000 to save that 1000 I mean, it may come down to, if I, by saving that grand, who else can I get in my lineup over the other player? Is it worth that gamble? Now, then we look at the games to stack. There's, there's, there's a few candidates uh, this week. Now, let's look at the, the highest totals on the board. Denver and Kansas City. All right. It's hard to get in front of Kansas City. They are going to be heavily publicly owned. Tampa Bay and Cincinnati, even higher at 54 and a half. Highest total of the week, though, is this this Packers and the Rams game at 57. We talked about this earlier a little bit. You know, I don't know how you feel about this game, George. I mean, everyone's talking about Aaron Rodgers, you know, oh, Aaron Rodgers plus nine, Aaron Rodgers plus nine. With all the love about the about the Chiefs, the Rams are a damn good football team, too. And the Rams are more than capable of winning this game by double digits, and I kind of tend to think they will. But that also means that Aaron Rodgers will be playing from behind and, and throwing the ball all the time. I can easily see this game being 41-30, 41-28, yeah. where there's lots of high score, but the Rams actually win it easily. The Packers have two problems. One, they can't stop anybody. Uh, they can't stop the run or the pass. So the Rams can almost choose what they want to do. The second problem is if Rodgers – now, he had the bye week. We don't know how mobile he's going to be. He's got the brace. He wants to go to a smaller brace. We don't know if they'll allow him to. If that offensive line can't stop Donald and Sue from getting right up the middle and Rodgers has to you know, burst to the outside – that could make things tough for him. They're not going to be able to run the ball. The Rams do stop the run. The Packers can't run the ball anyway. So that's my only worry about there for the Packers. But I think Rodgers is going to throw the ball, have to throw the ball all day. He'll have no other choice. All right, let's, uh, who else? I'm looking here. Let's look at the running backs uh, here. All right, so quarterbacks, any value picks? Um, so, you know, George says spend up, go with Mahomes at $7,000. I'm going to run an optimizer in a minute. We'll see what the optimizer, which quarterback they most come up with. I like to find sort of the 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 secondary stack game that people aren't going to be taking a look at. Which is you know which is the game that's going to be a higher scoring game, George? That that you know it doesn't look like it. I think that Seattle Detroit game actually could be sneakier, higher scoring than people think. I think Russell Wilson could put some numbers up here. I think the Tampa-Cincinnati game almost feels like a trap that it's so high. I'm not sure. I wouldn't stack the Bengals in a Bucks game. What about Andrew Luck at quarterback this week? I have no problem with Luck. You know, 6,300, no problem at all. I think he lights it up as well. Another team, I know Marlon Mack. Marlon Mack's a little banged up. So maybe they're going to throw the ball early and often as well here. The Raiders... I think that team just doesn't care. We talked about this early in the show. I think they're done. I think they're pissed off at Gruden. They know Cooper. Yeah. And I think Indianapolis could have, have the ball all day on offense. And they we really could. 
they are good in obviously. T.Y. Hilton's back. Jack Doyle's back this week. That helps the offense. Not that I would start Doyle, but it helps the offense. Gives the defense something else to worry about there. So I like Luck as well. He'd be in my he'll he'd be in a bunch of lineups for me. You know, in one of the formats that we talk with Drew and, and Ricky and the boys all the time, Leone. One of the formats, and Dick Meyer loves this format this year. So running the optimizer and basically with the stack of, you know, quarterback, quarterback, running back, wide receiver on one team. And then, you know, maybe the secondary wide receiver on, on the other team. And it's sort of been a, a stack set that's worked quite a bit this year, George. This, you know, this is strange. Your points are up in the past. It's drastic. It's up over 1,000 points, up oh, more than 10%. Was that, it's what the NFL wants. They want 41-40 games. That's what yep. they want. So it's all built for that. That's why it's, uh, you know, in past years, Gabe, I generally wouldn't pay for the quarterback. Because you know, all the quarterbacks were fine. But now, like I said, Mahomes is throwing four or five a game. I need that. You know, Adam Thielen's over 100 yards every game. I have to have that. Yeah. And I tend to have to work out my, my DFS lineups from there. It's crazy. You're right. You know, last year there were two times that a quarterback threw for five touchdowns or more. I think we're up to nine now after last night. It's you just it is. 400 is the new 300. I've been talking about it. Yes. You know, yeah, I agree. Earlier in the year, people were blown away. Oh, my God. Mahomes is throwing for 400 yards. And then I sort of saw, yeah, so did Goff, and so did he, and then so did he. And and then you look now, even Eli Manning, bro, who's struggling and losing efforts, he's threw, well, he threw for like 389 yards the other night or whatever. Like, you don't even realize it. Like, look, that Atlanta game against uh, the Giants the other night was kind of an ugly game. Look at the stats in the end. Matt Ryan threw for over 400 yards. It didn't even feel like it. It was 800 yards passing in the game. 800. It's the new norm in the NFL. You can't hit the quarterback anymore. Not without his permission or permission slip from his mother. You know, you can't yep. hit him. All the rules are designed for the passing game. <laughs> Every rule the NFL wants. 42-40 games. They want the highlights, the long passes. You remember the in the Brewers series, who was it? It was it, Who was the third base of the Brewers? I forget it. Who was the guy that hugged them? It was Baez, remember? Oh, oh yeah. Arenado. Yeah, do you remember when they embraced, he sort of hugged them and he played them? It was like he's trying to fool them. I saw someone, they said, proper way to tackle a quarterback now. You sort of, <laughs> you embraced them, like you said. You know, so, you two ain't touch him. Two ain't touch him. Yeah, so listen, I just ran the optimizer and I punched in. So basically, so the optimizer, guys, you can just sort of hit run optimizer, but you can tweak it a bit. And you can say, all right, I think this team's going to do a little better so you can tweak their numbers and it'll give you a different perspective. But I didn't do that. I just put into the optimizer, give me, give me a quarterback, a wide receiver, and a running back, and a wide receiver on the other team stack. What do you got for me? What's the best, like, who are the best players in that situation to go with? And, you know, 150 lineups just came out. It's Jared Goff. We were talking about Jared Goff being underpriced, and we talked about the Daily Roto projections having Goff as the second-highest-scoring quarterback and he's the only eighth highest uh, salary on DraftKings. Yeah, I think the big, I'll say it again. The Packers can't stop anybody, and the bye week is not going to help that. They really can't. This, this game's going to be a shootout. That's why I don't mind laying the points because I think uh, the Rams can almost score at will. My only worry here is it would be a late garbage time uh, touchdown that makes the game look a little closer than it actually was. I think Green Bay will be able to score. Because the Rams have had trouble stopping the pass all year long. And uh, Allison's healthy. He'll play. Cobb may not play. So people have to be careful there. But Aaron Rodgers will be able to put some points on the board. But he'll he'll be stopped every now and then. I'm not sure I'm not sure the Rams have to punt in this game. There was an over-under on punts. And it was like two and a half. I would take the under. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, 
I'm looking at Goff here, and I get it. I think Goff is a player, too, that isn't, you know, people just don't talk about him enough. Like, Corey's always calling him a bus driver and stuff, but he puts decent numbers up, and he's he's cheaper. So, yeah, they're looking at Goff. You know, of course, Todd Gurley would be the running back, and Robert Woods is the stack. So, a Goff, Woods, and, and Gurley stack, you can come back with Randall Cobb on the other side here uh, with the Green Bay Packers. He's pretty cheap at uh, at $4,900, and... You know, you look at Robert Woods, I thought they overpaid. You know, when, when when he left the Bills, you know, they gave him a $40 million deal. I was like, wow, Rams just gave $40 million to a guy who's basically like a number two wide receiver in Buffalo. Yet, I don't know, maybe it's just Buffalo, dude. Maybe, you know, everyone else is better outside of Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> well, he never really had a quarterback there. I mean, it's yeah. been uh, Mitch Mosh and Jim Kelly, really. Uh, so he's, maybe he just needed a better player. And, uh, you know, listen – also, with there, there's Gurley is there, so teams aren't worried about Robert Woods. They, no one looks at Robert Woods as a number one, Antonio Brown or someone like that. They look at him as you know your average NFL receiver, and he benefits from that. Now you add Brandon Cooks, so teams have to worry about or oh, make sure Cooks doesn't blow the top off the defense, so the safety is there. You know, the oh, safety may be in the box to stop Gurley. It's one-on-one coverage all day long. All right, so looking at looking at the running back situation, Todd Gurley's been unbelievable, ninety-eight hundred dollars. He's expensive, but as you stated, you know, about the quarterback stuff where you have to get him in, I almost look at Todd Gurley. It's almost like when Westbrook's killing it in DFS basketball where you're like, I don't want to spend 12800 on it, but if I don't, then I'm still, and they're going to have that 65 points. You got to make sure that the guys you don't, you know, if you your replacement, are you sure? If I don't take Gurley, is Mixon going to do it? Am I going to get these numbers? And you can't really make that argument. It's crazy, George. The guy's Gurley puts up 30 fantasy points a week. It's unheard of for a running back. Oh, it's what we say all the time, right? Oh, you know, you don't want to take the same guy everyone else has taken. And that's true to a point, but now they're putting up so many points that you can't possibly make it up. Gurley, Mahomes, and Thielen, are, they're magic every week. You yeah. can't make that. You, you may be able to make it up with Mahomes because a lot of quarterbacks are putting up big numbers. But with Gurley, he's getting two three touchdowns a week. It's crazy. He's another quarterback pretty much playing there. And with Thielen, there is no receivers getting over 100 yards each and every week. It's happening over and over again. It's like you have to, for me, I almost have to start my team with at least two of those three, if not all three, and then I worry about finding the diamond in the rough from there, which you're going to have to do anyway because you need to save money somewhere. Yeah, and it's pretty much I'm looking at the Rams and their, their fantasy numbers here. Gurley is the the consistent. Goff is scoring you know, 22 points a week, and he, he's usually moderately priced. You know, it's the wide receivers when you come to the Rams. You're picking your poison, right? Between Cooks, Woods, and Cop. They have so many good guys. You know, that's where you pick your poison with the Rams when you're picking a wide receiver. Yeah, Cup is ball out this week, so you're a yep. little safe there. And Cooks hasn't done much. Uh, really, he hasn't. I would definitely. Listen, if he chooses between Woods and, Cu- uh, and Cook, Woods. Woods and Cooks. Oh, for I'm sure. With, uh, you, know what, what, you know what Cooks does, though? He really does stretch the field. Like I yes, swear, I like to see. I like to see the amount of pass interference calls that he's generated over the year. You have to monitor him. You know what I mean? Like he he helps open things up for everybody else. But you're right. The targets and the receptions are a little down for Cooks over the last couple of weeks. Well, you said though, that's his job to take the safety away. That safety now is out of the box, makes things easier for Gurley. The safety is on his side. Woods has never seen double coverage, never getting bracketed, never having a safety over the top. Cooks, that's what that's what his job is, and he does it very well. You know what's interesting? I'm looking at the wide receiver prices here. So Tyree Kill is eighty six hundred dollars, Antonio Brown eighty five, AJ Green eight. You know what catches my eye here? Actually, 
Devontae Adams is averaging more fantasy points than any of these other guys. Sort of quietly as well. Like, I don't hear, oh, Devontae Adams is having a great year and killing it. Devontae Adams at 24 fantasy points is more than anyone else on the board here right now. And he's great, right? I mean, once again, we'll say it again. The Packers are not going to be able to run the ball against the Rams. I don't care if it's Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams. I don't care if they bring someone out of retirement. Not going to happen. They're going to have to throw the ball. Rodgers is throwing the ball in this game at least 40 times, if not more. And Devontae Adams is going to get double-digit targets. And the Rams have let up big numbers to receivers. They have not been able to slow receivers down this year, even with the uh, the additions they made here. Devontae Adams is a solid play. George Kurtz uh, with us. He really is. $7,900. you got Mike Evans. I'm not a big Mike Evans fan. Odell Beckham Jr., $7,500. You can't take Odell here. I mean. Josh Norman should be fun. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. They're going to renew. I don't know. I think Odell might be beaten down and say, whatever, dude. I you know, Talk to me next year about this. <laughs> talk to me next year about this. Smith Schuster, $7,400. Jarvis Landry, Cooks, Woods. Um, you know, we'll try to find you guys some value on the other side. A couple of guys that are uh, flying under the radar maybe a little bit. Game time decisions. Lineup block live continues. Got our best bets of the day, too. And college football kicks off, actually, at 6.30, a couple of games. So we'll, we'll throw your picks when we get back. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Game Time Decisions, Ready to Rage Radio. Nick fans in the building in Studio 34 here. Golden State Warriors and the Knicks tonight over at MSG. Warriors are 12-point favorites in this game. So, yeah, we got a college football game going off the board. And, yeah, Lane Kiffin, Lane Kiffin asked the dean today over at uh, Florida Atlantic University to, let, uh, to shut down classes early today so uh, people could go to the, uh, the football game tonight, TV game, a big game for Florida Atlantic. And we know that I was on the FAU bandwagon last year. And, man, the win total was four and a half. They crushed it, uh, won 11 games last year. So this year they're a little overly hyped, and they're money burners. One in six, if you're wondering what Lane Kiffin is up to, George, this year. He's one in six against the spread. <laughs> Listen, uh, kudos for him, though, for asking to get the, uh, the students out early tonight. That, uh, he's going to get a lot of love for that. Yeah, he's going to be popular with the kids. <laughs> popular, with, popular with the kids on, on campus. So I mentioned uh, the, the Warriors – um, tonight, they're laying 12 against the Knicks. You know, the, the, you know, the, the Kevin Durant um, banner is up outside of MSG right now. Now, the Knicks didn't put this up. Like, a lot of people are like, oh, the Knicks put a banner up on MSG. And I was thinking, that's tampering. They can't do that. So it wasn't actually them that did this. I'm trying to find out who actually paid for that banner, though, to be honest. 
Somebody told me this morning, I couldn't confirm it, but somebody said it's actually an agent uh, that did it or an, an advertising agent, like a, a marketer from Madison Avenue type of deal. And there's a bunch of hashtags on it. So I don't know. Maybe if we, we hit the hashtags, we'll see where it takes us. But what, what do you make of that? Durant seemed unimpressed. He said that type of stuff doesn't do anything for me. <laughs> I'm, I'm more the curious. I want to know who did it. You know, uh, I, I kind of like that stuff. I think it's funny. <laughs> Somebody well, show dedication. Hey, it ain't cheap to hang a banner, man, on uh, on Eighth Avenue in New York. I'll tell you that much. I liked when the Islander fans last year, uh, what they were hanging, you know, getting rid of snow. And they were, uh, what are they? What do they call those things that you drive and you see billboards? And they uh, had a billboard up there. I thought that was fantastic too, because like I said, not cheap for the fans to do that. Good for them. No, no, it isn't cheap. Uh, you know, you're an Islander fan, actually, and no one really talked about it. But uh, their their former owner passed away the other day. Yeah, Charles Wong passed away. Uh, I, you know, it's funny. Uh, I shouldn't say it's funny. The man passed away. Uh, that's sad. It's terrible. But uh, while in my mind, as an Islander fan, I live on Long Island, have for 45 years. The only credit I give him is that he did keep the team in New York. You know, it was Brooklyn or yep. now be back. Maybe we'll be back in Belmont. I have my doubts about that. But uh, he kept the team in New York. Outside of that, he was terrible. You know, he really was. I mean, he's the one who kept Garth Snow empowered forever. Hired Mike Milbury. How well that work out? I mean, so uh, it's, it's, yeah, you know what? I got the feeling too. He had good intentions. He was a nice man. It was kind of a crazy time when he was the owner. Well, he spent his own money. The owners were losing money. He did some things right. He did, but uh, I said keeping us snow empowered year after year after year, and we lost. Well, I shouldn't say we. The owners lost John Tavares because of it. That's why Tavares with Toronto, because uh, snow screwed this up. You know, so it's uh, disheartening. It uh, was a little too little, a little too late by the time they actually got rid of snow. All right, so we have, here's the New York Times on this. In the midst of morning rush hour traffic, the billboard appeared just across the main entrance from Madison Square Garden, just in time for Friday night's game between the Knicks and the Golden State Warriors. Underneath the plea, can you make New York sports great again? Kevin Durant and Chris Porzingis featured in a banner matching blue jerseys holding the Larry O'Brien trophy, if only... It were true. The NBA season just started, but Knicks fans are fixated on acquiring Durant. Uh, he'll be in uh, New York this weekend uh, to play on Friday, and the the Nets on Sunday. All right, uh, Nick players were in Terry. Where's Terrytown? Actually, that's where their practice facilities are, George. Uh, it's not by me. No, it's, uh, it's, kinda... uh, it's not by. It's somewhere by you, closer to you than me. Yeah, Terrytown. <laughs> and his Enos Kander said, "I didn't see it, but I'll definitely take a look tonight at the arena uh, outside." Um, all right, uh, Cantor says, I didn't pay for the billboard, and he started smiling. So here it is, I was wondering. Yeah, they own a marketing and advertising company. Two fed-up Nick fans. Benjamin Polk, 31 years old, co-founder, and it worked out for him. Because, look, he just got a plug in the New York Times. Co-founder of nycadvertisements.com. Um, he just got a bang for his buck right there. He's a Nick fan. He goes, it's tough to watch a poor product. He won't say how much it costs. He doesn't want to say how much it costs. Uh, he won't reveal the cost of the billboard because it's about the size of a 350-foot, square-foot apartment in New York, and it costs about three times as much. No, that's it's about 5000 plus. It's got to be more, dude. Like, how long How long does the banner get to stay up for? That's the question. That's also true. Is yeah, it a day know. only? Does he spend, like, three dimes? Like, George, it's across the street from Madison Square Garden in one of the busiest streets in North America, if not the busiest it's got to cost money. You know, when it comes to being a fan, you know, we're all fans, right? Uh, I'm a Cowboy, I'm a Yankee fan. I have no problem when my team's bad. 
You know, you're going to go through some bad periods. But it is the bad management that really deflates you. When it's year and The continuous year, badness, yeah. That, that's what kills you. It's not a bad year. If you're a fan, you can't take a bad year. Well, then you're, you're, maybe you're a Patriots fan. You're spoiled. You know, as a Yankee fan, yeah, the Yankee fans are probably spoiled. You think about it. If you're a 25-year-old Yankee fan, you don't know what losing is. Yeah. You don't. You know, so... Uh, you know, I saw, I, I saw someone state, I saw a good tweet the other day. It's annoying as hell, but it was a good one. Said, you know, uh, unfortunately, there are people, uh, there are four-year-olds in Boston that have never seen the Red Sox win before, George. <laughs> 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 I'm thinking, you son of a bitches, you went, you went 100 years, now you're bitching, oh, yeah, my four-year-old's never seen them win. <laughs> That's good. That's, uh, I, I don't get all caught up in these things about... Uh, <laughs> You know, who wasn't one in forever and I'll get out getting upset because my team lost. You know, it's gonna happen. If you're a sports fan, you gotta get over it. You exactly. Really do. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's sports. It's not life or death. So yeah, they won't wow. reveal it. I, I'm curious to see if it's up tomorrow, if it's just, you know, if it was just a day thing and how much you gotta pay. He said in the Jewish religion, you don't talk about costs. It takes away the karma of it. And I really want this to come to fruition. This is from the bottom of my heart that he wants Kevin Durant. I'm sure it is that he wants. You know what's sad? That this guy actually wants Kevin Durant more than Dolan and Knicks do, probably. You know, like this guy, this guy's going out of his way to like pay for a sign and stuff. And, you know, I don't even sure, I'm not even sure the Knicks care, to be honest. I don't think the Knicks care either. I don't think that's, you know, then we talked about this about Jerry Jones earlier in the week. Uh, Yes, he wants to win, but he also wants to make money and make splashes. I feel like Knicks do, they make bad splashes, but they do the same thing. They don't know how to win. And they said they just, they go about the PR business. It's weird with the Knicks. So like with the Mets, it's the same thing. Uh, it's it's funny if you were to rank maybe the five worst sports run organizations in sports: baseball, football, hockey, uh, and uh, basketball. Knicks, Mets, and Islanders. Maybe a top three. Yeah, they're all right there. And but like you said, you you know it's frustrating if you're a laughing stock and it's just continuous and it never ends. But at least your New York Islanders. You can say, listen, you can't criticize them for their coaching hire, and, and you bring in Lou Lamorello. So you're, there's, that's a serious step that they just took, at least. It is. Obviously, Barry Trotz is. But the problem with Lou is he looked like he didn't have plan B when Tavares didn't sign. Yeah. Also, he, yeah. He, started, he traded for Matt Martin. Toronto would have given away Matt Martin, yet we took on the full salary. You know, you, you signed Leo Komarov, who nobody wanted, to a three-year, uh, four-year, $12 million contract. It was like, what are you doing? Nobody wants this guy. How, you're just keeping better uh, prospects away. Now they can't play. So uh, that was my only uh, gripe about Lou, was that when Tavares left, it didn't look like the Islanders had a plan B. They were caught off guard. I think they really thought he was going to stay. Maybe that's why they didn't trade his rights away either. Uh, the whole Tavares thing has set the Islanders back three years. Now, like we said with the Raiders, the Raiders are playing for Vegas. The Islanders are playing for Belmont. Yeah, and when 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 are they going to be in Belmont? When when is that going to happen? They're they're still not breaking ground until May. All right, until I see shovels in the dirt. Yeah, I'm not I'm not believing this has happened. Why is this taking so long? When you announced it nine months ago, why is it still taking an extra year and a half before you're going to put those shovels in the dirt? Strange. It's Nassau County. I don't know what the hell is going to happen there. Like I said, until I see them starting to build something, because there's a lot of communities still against it. I ain't believing crap. It's amazing, man, like the Nassau County, how much crap, speaking of Wang, that he went through with these guys, isn't it? I mean, that, that, to me, that's what I just think of. It was just daily and constant. Yeah, he, he, they voted down. Everything he brought up, they voted, no matter what it was, didn't matter. 
It was a monster project voted down. Smaller project voted down. Yeah, he wanted, like, I remember, didn't he want, like, malls and theaters and condos? Like, he basically said, no, no, I'll develop and I'll build a little community here. Yeah, he he wasn't asking for money from them. He was going to do it all his own. And they still voted it down. He had no, that, that's what you can't blame him for. As an Islander fan, you can't blame him for that. Yeah. He did everything he could until it's like, I give up. You know, I just give up. I I have no doubt at one time he probably, well, what, what, what will you allow me to do? And even then they couldn't get back to him. You know, in Nassau County, they're all fighting with each other. They're broke, and it's a joke. And, uh, you know, the Rangers, Rangers in a transitional phase right now. You know, the Devils are really the best local team right now. Yeah, they're not great either, but they are the best of the three, yeah. No, and you're, like you said, they're okay. They, they, came, they came out out of the gate. All right, so um, let's get back to this set of football. I want to get a little NBA uh, DFS. At least a couple of players and tips, you know, we'll share. Uh, I'll just throw it out there right now, actually, guys. With James Harden being out for the Houston Rockets, it really changes things for them. And Chris Paul comes back tonight. So Chris Paul is back from the suspension. And, you know, I think Chris Paul would be worth a look here tonight. Uh, A player that we've been taking and the optimizers liked in the NBA a lot, guys, and he's been very affordable on a nightly basis, under $5,000 tonight, too, is Cameron Payne. Cameron Payne um, has has been putting up some nice fantasy numbers. We'll throw a couple of other... um, Couple other guys at you here, but so you know, let's talk about these wide receivers uh, this week. Let's take a look at the Daily Roto uh, rankings. They got for the rankings this week, wide receiver. Who do you, who you who catches your eye at the wide receiver position this week? Well, if I'm going to pay up for Mahomes and Gurley, so if I'm going to spend almost uh, what seventeen thousand on these guys, we talked about it earlier. If Allen Robinson can't play, which I, I'm not so sure he can, I'm going to like Tyler Gabriel. You know, I'm going to need to save some money somewhere, right? Gabriel's only 5,100. The Jets are beat up in the secondary, so I can save some cash here. So Gabriel is somebody I like. I, I don't love, but I like. Uh, I was thinking Galladay, but now I'm not so much because, you know, you look at the numbers, Seattle is actually worse versus the run. They're okay versus the pass. You know, I know we were saying in the beginning of the year, Legion of Boom is no longer secondary is terrible, but they've been okay versus the pass, and now Seattle, uh, Detroit runs the ball now. This is not the Lions of uh, the past where Stafford's going to have to throw the ball all the time. So I don't like him as much as I uh, as I once did. But I do like Jordy Nelson. There's just no one else there. Good call. All right, right 4700 I don't know if I'd put both these guys in my lineup because I don't know if I need to save that much money. But these are two uh, lower-owned guys that I'm going to like. I might go Godwin at 4500 as I think points are going to be scored there. But I think too many people are going to be on Godwin. So if I want to sort of get away from uh, where I think everyone else is going, Jermaine Curse. I bit it last week. You thought the vampire bit that one guy's penis off? Well, curse bit me because that didn't work out well. I think he put up a donut last week, but there's no one left of the Jets. There's no one left. I mean, Robbie Anderson's probably out. Enuma is out. Terrell Pryor is released. Powell is uh, on IR. Rashard Matthews and Bryce Butler were just signed. I'm not sure Bryce Butler was signed there. I I know it's what the uh, listener said. So uh, there's just no one else there. I think curse has to have a game here. Yeah, uh, uh, Bryce Bubba. And Bob was talking about bubble. I'm like, who the hell is this guy talking about? And I can barely hear him talk. So Jordy Nelson, you're right, $4,700 here. He's he's the clear-cut number one guy right now. And you got to believe there's going to be points in that Colts game too, George. And I think the Raiders will be playing from behind. It's not like the Colts are coming here to play a 6-3 football game. They're going to be throwing it all over the yard, um, especially now with Hilton back. I, you know, I, I like where you're going here with this with Jordy Nelson at $4,700. He's, I mean, you look at it. Colts are going to score points. 
they don't have a great defense. So it's not like they're going to be able to – it's not that they have a – they don't have Josh Nolan or a top cornerback to shut down. There's no Jalen Ramsey on this team that's going to shut down Jordy Nelson. He's not great anymore, but the targets are going to be there. Carr's going to have to throw the ball. If you're looking at it for a shot in the dark, you really need to save money. I might take a shot at Josh Reynolds. 3,600. He's taking over pretty much for Cooper Cup. As I understand, it's Cooks, it's Gurley, it's Woods. They're going to be first here. I'm saying it's a shot in the dark. If you really need to go low, really go cheap on somebody, I can be talking to Josh Reynolds. I've done it before. I did it last week. You know what? The optimizer often spits Josh Reynolds out here because he's so cheap. And, you know, he's one target, one catch, 19 yards. It would have been nice if he was able to get a touchdown this week. Even though he's a tight end, I'll tell you, George, the optimizer and, you know, like, okay, he's in 80% of the lineups or or whatnot uh, of what the optimizer likes. The optimizer likes Eric Ebron a lot this week. And I'm looking at a lot of lineups I'm looking at here. It's got Ebron as the tight end. But does the optimizer know that Jack Doyle's back? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, you know what? They do. They do because they feed this stuff into it. And like Cardano told me, you got to check the optimizer. That's one thing, guys. Like the optimizer now, Friday, might not be the same in an hour from now. As you stated, they keep on spitting information, George, in with guys in and guys are out. Yeah, I love Ebron. I do, and he's been – I mean, if you're a Detroit Lions fan, you have to be pissed off. Yeah, it's unbelievable now. I know. He right, finally – yeah. Right, now he can catch everything. And he looks great. He couldn't, do, he couldn't do a damn thing with Detroit, and now he looks like an all-pro. So you got to be really, really angry here. Because, once again, we just talked about it. Indy's going to throw the ball. I don't think Oakland could stop anybody. You know, so, yes, if Ebron he's, – he's interesting to me, but – in years past, Doyle has been a BFF for luck. So that's my one little uh, bugaboo there. But it is Doyle's first game back. Maybe they ease him in here. Uh, I mean, if I had to choose a team or two, I would definitely go Ebron, and he's only $500 more, which is surprising. So I, I do prefer Ebron, but there is some hesitation there that maybe, you know, in that case, I'll just pay up for a better tight end. Maybe go with George Kittle at $5,500. Right, Michael Carsons, we'll take a couple of your guys' questions in the chat here. I see we got people talking fantasy football here as well. For a flex in a PPR league, Alshon Jeffrey. So Alshon Jeffrey's playing against the Jags in London. Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram's uh, Sunday night football against Minnesota. Or, or Chubb against the, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Where are you going here for a flex, you think, George? Alshon Jeffrey, Mark Ingram, or Chubb? Yeah, Jeffrey's going to see a lot of uh, Ramsey in that game. Ingram, I don't like his matchup versus Baltimore at all, which may be the best defense in the NFL. Certainly one of them. Chubb is the safest play here. I like Chubb. I Against think Pittsburgh, a, you think the volume's going to be there? I do. I think he's a high-end running back, too, overall in the fantasy. He's my choice here. There, In some weeks, it would be Ingram, but this isn't the week for him. I'll take Chubb. You know, so last week, Chubb started off a little slow last week. And I remember sort of you know taking a couple of shots on the show along the way. I told you guys, because last week in DFS, everybody was jumping on Chubb. You know, and he was cheap. He was 3600 3, bucks. And it was chub this, chub that, chub this. And I brought up the fact that, you know, volume doesn't always automatically mean production. And I've got, I've been burnt like this in the NBA where, oh, look, this guy's starting. It doesn't matter. Like, if he sucks, he sucks. If he's starting or not. So Chubb was a little slow out of the gate last week. But when it was all said and done, he finished with 14 fantasy points, 18 yards on 18 carries. I would expect that the volume would go up as we go along here. And, you know, Pittsburgh's defense hasn't been great here either. No. Uh, the Pittsburgh, granted, it's been more the pat, the secondary that's had issues here. But Chubb's a, he's, a, he's a solid running back. And Cleveland does have a threat in the passing game, so Steelers are not going to load up the box trying to stop him. Uh, it's just out of the options here. 
in some weeks it wouldn't beat Chubb. This is not an automatic, but I don't like the other two uh, matchups whatsoever. You know, Kareem Hunt, let's uh, sort of just look at DFS here a bit. Everyone talks about Mahomes. Everyone talks about Tyree Kill, but you notice Kareem Hunt's been coming alive over the last couple of weeks too, George. Love Hunt. The problem is, can you pay for Hunt and Todd Gurley? That's the problem. I got people taking pictures of us over here, like we're, we're, we're something. Once in a once in a while, George and Yang, a hot chick will smile, and every once in a while, I'll look up and I'm getting a glare from a hot chick, like the evil look too. So it goes both ways. Game time decision continues. <laughs> From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Here's the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I don't know if you guys saw, there was uh, the other night, remember during the brawl with the Rockets and the Lakers the other night, uh, the singer of the Red Hot Chili Peppers actually got kicked out of the game, too. We didn't notice that during the Bruja, but we found out a day or two later, there's pictures and stuff. He got escorted out. <laughs> um, he's not banned or anything like that, but he's a hardcore fan, yet he started mouthing off. Like, the guy sits courtside. He was with Flea, and he's sitting courtside, and he stepped up to the Rockets bench, and he basically, he wanted to fight with Chris Paul as well, which I don't like that, George. You know, these celebrity fans and stuff, you know, like Spike Lee. I don't mind Spike Lee being courtside and getting into the game, but I don't like it when these celebrity fans start talking to the players and get involved like that. And then it's like, sit down and shut up. You know, like, they think it's cool. Drake does it with my Raptors, and it bothers me. Um, Spike Lee, it bothers me. And these guys don't get it. These other people are working. So it's like if Reggie Miller showed up on the set of Do the Right Thing and started yelling at Spike Lee five minutes, you know, into, into the movie scene. Again, it's a little different with sports, but I don't know. Celebrity fans piss me off. Listen, uh, you know, they all, they all know it's going to be broken up as well. So they're not going to get into a fight. Or they'd probably cow and run. You know, I'm a hockey ref. And I ref adult leagues. And it, it annoys me when the little guys, when they start crap. And they know that we're going to break it up before anything happens. And yeah. there's not going to be a fight. Cause, and they would never do it in, a, in, a, in an alley. They started, uh, you know, start mouthing up to the big guy. They would never do that. Oh, they're big and tough when, they, uh, when their own teammates or the refs are between Well, you're them. seeing on the ice, guys get bigger mouths, right? Yeah. I mean, everybody's tough on the ice until, until the big guy's had enough. Or, or you, you know, once again, it's a men's league. It's not a pro league. It's a men's league. You're going to have some guys who don't care. They don't care about getting suspended or getting thrown out. They don't care. <laughs> And then if they think I'm breaking up fights, you're out of your mind. I'm not going to get paid up to break up a fight. You guys want to fight? I'll watch like everybody else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're not jumping in there. Exactly. So how often How often do fights break out in the league that you, you're reffing? It's a rare. It's rarity. Uh, it does happen, but it's a rarity. Most guys understand. Listen, we all have to work, go to work tomorrow. Yeah. It's not worth it. You know, the cops will be cold. You will get arrested if you start fighting. You know, so it's just not worth it. Oh, it's, so the uh, cops, is that is that like the league rule type thing? Like, it's not just you can hit someone over the head with a stick and it's like, ah, because, listen, in Canada, we grew up playing, it was one of these deals where, hey, I'm sorry I hit you over the head with a stick there. Let's have a beer together. But, you know, it's different, man. You know, you're grown men and stuff, you almost have to set the guidelines that, yeah, 
If somebody goes crazy, we're calling the cops. <laughs> so that's generally what it is. I mean, if you just uh, everyone's wearing a cage, so you, you can't do any damage anyway. It's that's why it's kind of it's stupid. If you want to hurt somebody, take a slashing penalty, break your stick over their legs. You'll get a one minute penalty, and that'll hurt a whole lot more than a punch to <laughs> a cage. George Kurtz uh, kicking it with us. How many times a week you do this? Have you, you do it once a week, or what is it? Yeah, about once or twice a week. Usually on Friday nights, but uh, there were no games tonight. So uh, I have the night off. But uh, next week, I think I'm making up for his playoffs. I've been repping there forever. So they want me to ref like two or three nights next week. So uh, I'll do that. We might need you to ref uh, between Corey and Engel sometime. These guys, they never shut up. They're arguing constantly. You know, see, I can't win there because I want them both to lose. <laughs> you want them both to go. Exactly. My grandfather was a linesman. My grandfather played professional hockey, but he was a linesman too uh, for a while after. And yeah, he told me, man, he had his nose broken a couple of times in the old days. Fister flying, the elbows, and my grandfather was pretty big, so they were basically it was him. They were like, "All right, Jim, go in there, and you know, you got to break it up." <laughs> That's what linesmen do, man. It's That's pretty crazy, even today's day and age. I saw a linesman eat one the other day, dude. Like uh, I forget what team it was, but. Buddy was doing the old face rake, and he just did a quick jab, but he sort of, he hit the ref half in the face. The ref was pissed. <laughs> like The ref dropped an F-bomb at him. He told him, what the hell are you doing? Because like, they all know each other, right? It's like, dude, what are you doing? You just punched me in the face. But remember back in the day, you'd have line brawls, right? There'd be line brawls. The refs, the lines were trying to break it up. The refs are there like, okay. 38. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're writing it down. <laughs> 27. You did this. That's what I told the refs to do. And they're not trying to break up anything. They're just writing stuff down. I mean, I mean obviously, I need to buy gravy and milk and bread later. Yeah. I'm, what the hell is on my card? Dude, I'm in Montreal. They they have a league. I don't know if you've ever seen a documentary. I'll send you a video of it. You're a big hockey guy, so you'll love it. But it was called the North American Hockey League. And uh, now it's called the it was called the Quebec Semi Pro League. And now it's the North American Hockey League. And it's basically the most, it's the goon league. There's the most fights out of any league. It's the most violent hockey league in the world, okay? And each player is allowed to fight three times in a game before you're kicked out. And it's encouraged. So basically when, when the, the games start and there's a fight, they play like the eye of the tiger. Dun, 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 dun. And they put like the spotlight on the fighters on the ice and it's hilarious, George. The referees pick up the gloves and helmets like they're butlers, like valets. Like, they're not, hey, 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 slow down, guys. No, no, no. Guys, like, throw the gloves. The refs pick up the gloves to cre create space for them, and everyone goes. And it sucks if you're an enforcer in the league. You're expected to fight three times. So it's basically you fight once per period, and then you're out after. Donald Brashear went to the league when the NHL was locked out. And Brashear was funny. He didn't want to fight guys because that's what they wanted to do. So he was trolling them, and he was like, no, I'm here to play hockey. And it's a wild league. I'll send you I'll send you to some videos in this league, George. You'll love it. <laughs> Listen, I'm one who believes that fighting does serve a purpose, you know, because if you take when you take fighting completely out of the NHL, you're going to get the little guys who are going to use their sticks all the time, slashing, and, and because they think they're hot. Once again, they There's think no accountability. I've been telling people this for years. You're exactly right. Hockey has always been a sport where they police themselves. Hey, yes. listen, you want to slash somebody? You want to take Gretzky out? We're going to kill you. So you better make your you better make it count because I'm going to. And the thing is, it's not like in other sports where we're going to knock you on your ass and you're going to be okay. It's like no, no. In hockey, there is that fear. George Dave Samenko is going to knock my teeth out. Like I'm about to lose my teeth. He's going to break my nose. 
if I'm lucky and if he's really pissed, I'm really going to get injured here. So you would think twice about it. Even tough guys would think, I'm not pissing Bob Probert off. <laughs> you know what I mean? Even the toughest guy would be like, I don't want to fight Bob Probert. I'm not going to hit this guy now. I'm not going to do a cheap shot on their st- I'm not going to hit Iserman. I'm not going to hit him illegally or do something cheap because Probert's going to murder me. Now, you see Sidney Crosby, man, you just swing like Reggie Jackson. What's anyone going to do? No one jumps off the bench. Yeah, when's the last time somebody jumped off the bench, George? Never. It's, Nobody I jumps off the bench. Nobody just goes crazy and, you know, I'm going to jump off the bench and kill this guy. It doesn't happen anymore. And I think that's hurt hockey. I mean, I think it, uh, I understand not everybody likes to watch the fighting. Uh, and maybe I don't want to see the line brawls and all that and 20 fights in a game. But I don't think there's enough now. It's still entertainment. I mean, I just I, I never understood why hockey doesn't take off. Because you think about it, everyone seems to like boxing. UFC has taken off. Well, hockey's a lot like UFC. It's bare-knuckle boxing. You know, guys are going at it. I mean, it's... Uh, I've always it's, thought it, too. I mean, you don't want to... You don't want to just sell the fighting. You know what I mean? And you don't want to cheapen the sport to bring people in. But at the same point in time, I think they should embrace it more. You know, like they sort of act like, I don't know, man. When you see a fight at a hockey game, how many people are covering their eyes? I, somebody told me a good point the other day. They said the only time at a hockey game ever that the fans on both teams are both standing up and both cheering is when there's a fight. And, and you know, like the other night, I forget what game I was watching. Uh, there was a fight about to break out, and the linesman broke it up before it happened. The fans are booing. Everyone's upset. Why is it, though, George, that it's acceptable in hockey? Like, and I accept it, too. Like, I'm, you know what I mean? It is what it is. You know, I was a goalie, so I was lucky. It's easier for me. I wasn't. But, I, you know, I grew up in Montreal, and we used to have brawls all the time. So I had, I got, I, I've, I've been in a lot of hockey fights, right? So... I'm not just, ah, you know, it's easy for me to talk. I was a goalie, but I was in a crazy neighborhood, too. So our games were nuts, like nuts, nuts, like over the top, like over the head with sticks, brass knuckles, fights in the parking lot. It was just part of the game. But, you know, in the NHL, it is part of the game, and it's accepted. But the average person doesn't get it. They think it's just violence, and they don't understand how people can fight. But it's sort of like brothers fighting or like a drunk fight. NHL players throw a couple of fists, it's over after. They're in a penalty box. My uncle was an enforcer in the NHL. I played with the Oilers, George. You know, it was Dave Semenko and then you had Kurt Brackenberry. So my uncle was Brackenberry, the secondary guy. And I remember he broke Mario Tremblay's nose, Montreal Canadian uh, Mario Tremblay. Yeah, so he broke his nose in Montreal, and I was at the game. I was a kid. And after the game... I was in the room, in the hallway with him after, and he took me to the Canadians' dressing room, from the Oilers' room to the Habs' room. And he said, let's go, kid. I got to I gotta do something. So he went over, and he knocked, and he whatever. He got, like, the guy, and he said, uh, can you get Mario? Because you don't go in another team's room. So he said, can you get Mario Tremblay to come out? They sent Mario Tremblay out, and my uncle asked him, how's your nose doing? He goes, how you doing? And uh, And it was a little joke. Like, my uncle told him, he goes, if it makes you feel better, he goes, I think I broke my knuckle on your face. And he goes, and he showed, he goes, he showed his head. It was all effed up. Mario started laughing and stuff. And my, my uncle sort of rubbed his hair on top of his head. And he said, sorry, buddy. Sorry, buddy. Love you, Mario. He apologized after. He basically told him, I'm just doing my job, Mario. I, you know, that's how I stay in the league. I have to punch you. I'm sorry. I, and he came to see how he was doing after. I was like, wow, so that's how it works. So I learned the code of the fighters early, George, and that's how these guys work. 
Bob Probert used to beat the shit out of you. After the game, he would go to the room to make sure you were okay. It was it's their job. That's what their job was to have a fight. A lot of these fights, listen, as long as it's two willing combatants, I don't care. Yeah, go that's the it. thing. And that's what the non-hockey or the the anti-fighter doesn't understand. Nobody is sucker punching a guy. If you're a Finnish guy and you're just the goal scorer, everybody knows that in the league. And there is a code. Like, other people will be like, what the hell are you fighting with this? It's like robbing an old lady on the street. It's like, you want to be a man, go rob a bank. You don't snatch this lady's purse. And it's the same thing in hockey. You know, if you go after some skinny guy that's just a goal scorer that minds his own business, it word is out. Like, that's a snake-ass move in the NHL. You know it, George. It's what got Domi's in so much trouble when he did that uh, during preseason when he yep. uh, sucked up the guy. It's why, you, you know, you see a lot of the fights. If, people, if you watch closely between two guys that when it's their job to fight, when the fight's over, you know, you see them pat each other during the fight. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. You know, yeah, it. yeah, exactly. I'm done. I've had enough. Yeah. It's, it's their job. They're not really looking to hurt somebody. It's their job. I think sometimes they don't even want to fight, but it's their job. So when the other guy says, hey, hey, I'm done. I'm done. Here's right? a, I'll send you on here. I'm thinking of another hockey movie, but... There's another movie. I think it's called Goon. It's a documentary on hockey enforcers. It's amazing. It takes, it's Probert, Tony Twist, Nylon, Nails, all the guys, the older guys, and they're talking about it. And like you said, like, and unfortunately, too, and on a more serious note, it leads to alcoholism and a lot of other stuff and drugs, et cetera. That, and I'm not saying they weren't already doing that, but basically, like Bob Probert was saying, he hated to fight. Like, he got scared. Even though he was the guy that he was, everyone was scared, he said, I used to, like, cry in my hotel room. And he'd be thinking, I don't want to fight. Like, I don't want to fight tonight. I, I have to fight. I'm going to get hit. And other guys were stating that you're sitting in your hotel room two hours, you know, then four hours for the game, and you're thinking, I have no choice. Like, I am fighting Bob Probert tonight. It's not a good feeling, George. Like, even these guys are tough. They don't want to do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a rough way to make a living, man. I mean, it's a rough way. I know uh, Bobby Nice would tell the story about Clark Gillies not wanting to fight some player. Yeah, yeah. And, he was and Gillies, Gillies is a big, tough guy, man. All right, but Gillies didn't want to. Was uh, I guess they had a? I think it was a, they fought to a draw. The next time they they knew they were going to fight again, and Gillies didn't want to fight him. And Nice had to build him up. And ended up being Gillies killed the guy then uh, the next yeah. time because, <laughs> That's because I guess it's it's weird. I mean, it, it's a tough, tough way to make a living. Fighting on skates. If you haven't fought on skates. Skate alone is difficult. Fighting on skates is impossible. Uh, it really is amazing. And, you know, there's a guy, Steve Bossy, actually. He's in the UFC now, George. He came from that Quebec Hockey League I was just talking about. Like, he was so good on skates that it, trans- it translated into a cage. You know what I mean? And people are like, oh, he's got good footwork. And I'm like, yeah, no, he's got good footwork. The guy's been fighting on skates his whole life. <laughs> like, saying standing on feet's easy for him now. All right, so a couple of picks on the way out here. Uh, Louisiana Tech, uh, we gave you plus four. Louisiana Tech and FAU over to 58. The game's already started, though. That was at 6.30, as we warned you. Boston College goes off the board in a couple of minutes, guys. We're going to take Boston College plus the points here. Um, we're going to take BC uh, against Miami. We're going to take UCLA plus the 10.5 against the Utes uh, tonight. Major League Baseball, I am a Dodger fan, and it's an absolutely positively has-to-get-there-overnight uh, type of game. But I think the Dodgers get it done. NBA basketball, the Raptors are just killing teams. So lay the 11 with the Raps here. Nets and Pelicans over 232. Kings plus four and a half against the Wizards tonight. And a hockey pick, give me the New York Jets. Uh, George, we won't put you on the spot for college football picks, but what are you saying about the World Series tonight? 
I agree with you. I think it's a must-win for the Dodgers. They have to have this. The pitching matchup says they should. Uh, we talked about the shadows earlier. Give me the Dodgers as well. But if they lose tonight, this series is over tomorrow. All right. What do you? Uh, what about NFL football? What are you taking a look at? I think with football, I'm going to play more of the overs here. I'm having much more success. I mean, it's the NFL, man. It's I, we said it earlier. It's up 10 percent points over last year. Everyone's scoring points. I like I like overs in several games, including KC, including Cincinnati, and the Green Bay Los Angeles game uh, as well. I think I'm going to take overs in all of them. Yeah, one of those games, the game of the week, that KC game. Uh, excuse me, the uh, the KC game, uh, obviously explosive offense, but the Packers and the the Rams, that game's up to 57 uh, right now. But, you know, Green Bay's not stopping anybody. But, and I'll tell you another game uh, that I'm looking at here that I think there could be some points is that Sunday nighter. It's only 52 with the Vikings and the Saints. I, you know, I There's going to be points there. Yeah, and uh, I think the Saints win that game. I think they're... Uh, yeah, the revenge, you like the revenge factor, huh? I think they're pissed off. You know, what happened last year? I think they feel like they should have won that game. And let's face it, they probably should have. And they're going to come in there and uh, do some damage here. But I think it's going to be a close game. Once again, 27-24, 31-27. I think both teams score points. All right, guys. Don't forget to check out the DailyRoto.com optimizer. DailyRoto.com NBA optimizer. Um, It's every bit as good. Somebody won 100K on Monday, actually, or Sunday night using this optimizer. Uh, so it means you can use the same tools and projections at DailyRoto.com. NFL Premium subscribers are using a win uh, for, for NBA DFS as well. You've heard about the DailyRoto.com NFL DFS optimizer. Well, check out the um, check out the basketball optimizer. Subscribers have won thousands, hundreds of thousands, and seven people have won a million dollars using these tools. Uh, so you can double your pleasure playing NBA Daily Fantasy. Uh, check, out, um, check out the DailyRoto.com. Dot com optimizer and all the tools dailyroto.com click on go premium enter the promo code fntsy for a special discount and start winning today that dailyroto.com check out uh, the go premium part of the page enter promo code fntsy and start winning today if you're playing dfs on a daily basis and you're gambling and you're playing fantasy sports you really are at a competitive disadvantage if you're not using these tools george i really appreciate you joining us on short notice great job today buddy Oh, my pleasure, Gabe. You have a great weekend. There's George Kurtz uh, with us, uh, guys. So we're going to be back here tomorrow with um, with college football today. I'm not going to be in studio, but I'll be checking in with some plays of the day and my best bets with the crew. Hall of Famer Marshall Falk will be in studio with the boys. And, you know, it's good news, bad news. I'm not going to be here this weekend, but they're replacing me with Marshall Falk. So, hey, not too bad. Thanks to Yang, and we're going to give you a review of some chopped cheese on Monday. Hopefully Cam's uh, business has worked out. Other than that, you're on your own. Rowan is Scout Radio next.